Good evening to those in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. We're glad to be with you every Saturday. Once, Just to remind you, every Saturday we come to you uh, at 7 o'clock p.m. with the word of the Lord for you for the week. And we pray that we're being a blessing to you. We encourage you to contact your friends if we are being a blessing to you there's ways that we can you can um contact us on my website you can also we have a app that you can download on your android or on your iphone just type in grace and faith fellowship and it will pop up and you can download on your phone and you can listen to all the messages all the bible studies we have which is on thursday at 7 p.m um, and you can listen to them at your convenience. So we're going to continue on this journey to talk about I surrender all. I surrender all. What does it mean to surrender all to Jesus? And we've been talking about, you know, Lord, I will go where you want me to go. I do what you want me to do. Uh, I give what you want me to give. And so that's those are the decorations that you make when you say you surrender all to Jesus. As you heard me, so I grew up with the song, a hymn says, I surrender all. And that, as a young man, even as a young boy, that registered me about giving my all to Jesus, all to God. And so God has called us to surrender all to him. Now, once again, this is not a one-day process or just something happened overnight. This takes our whole journey um, with Jesus. And so tonight I want to talk about, is your yes on the table? Because that's part of being, so when you say you surrender all to Jesus, you, you're giving him your yes. You're saying, yes, Lord. Yeah, I remember I grew up also... If you know it with me, a lot of songs always register with me. And you may have grew up with this song. We grew up with a song that says, I say yes. The song says, I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. It says, when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes. Lord, yes. That was a praise and worship song that we sung in the church. You know, we sung that song and, you know, and we just continue to repeat, repeat, just saying yes to God, because that's part of your walk. We're saying yes to him as to what, you know, he wants to do in your life. And so therefore, you're saying yes to him. But I want to start off by saying that sometimes I, I find it easy to trust Jesus with my eternal life, but struggle to trust him with my everyday life. Think about that now. I don't know, have you, do you feel that way? Is it, is it easy for you to trust Jesus with your eternal life? But struggle, but struggle to trust him with your everyday life. See now, in 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 this 
what so what do I mean by eternal life? Well, most people, and though eternal life means more than this, we use the term eternal life as heaven. When I get to heaven, if I accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior, I'm going to spend eternity with him in heaven. Okay. And so who doesn't want to say yes to that? When you say, you know, if you accept Jesus Christ, you're going to live forever. You're going to reign with him. When we talk about heaven, it says the scripture, the streets are paved with gold. And you know what? And you know, the old people say, well, every day is going to be howdy, howdy and never goodbye. And we just come shout all around heaven, praise God all day long. And that sounds like a joyous time that we're going to have. When we think about it, we, we really can't even, there's nothing on earth to really comprehend uh, what we're going to experience when we get to heaven. Okay. Nothing in this earth. We can, our minds came in wrapped around it. We don't even know. Um, what type of environment that's going to be. We, there's nothing to compare it to on this earth, but it's easy to say yes to Jesus when it comes to eternal life because everybody wants that. Everybody wants to live in peace forever. And, and it says he wiped the tears from your eyes. No more trouble, no more heartache. You know, I remember growing up here, all the, the mothers of the church testify. No more troubles, no more heartaches. No more sickness, no more death. I mean, that's awesome. And so who would want to say yes to that? I don't know when, when they presented it to us. Yeah, I want that. I don't know about you too. You want that. You know, and that's the reason why I gave my life. That's the reason why you probably gave your life to Jesus. Because you said, hey, it sounds good to want to spend eternal life with Jesus forever. You know, with no more trouble, ain't got to worry about sin no more. But what about the everyday life? <laughs> Would you say yes to that? Because, we, you know, they, all, they call it the eternal life is the sweet by and by. When we get to heaven, we know that's in the future tense, okay? That's in future tense. But as a believer, until you experience that day, we have we have to live life out here. God has called us to live life down here. And there are struggles, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. So are you struggling to trust you with your everyday life? Because there are challenges. People come against you. Financial problems, relationship problems, you know, all the things that's going on, violence and we're dealing with, you know, we've dealt with pandemics and diseases and things and, you know, people, challenges at work. And so will you say yes to God when all those things come against us? It's a little tougher then. So you, you, we haven't got to the sweet by and by. We haven't got to the eternal life. But God has called us to live on this earth and to represent him to be a witness for him, um, to share the gospel with people. But in the everyday going to and fro, we have struggles. We have struggles. And so can you trust Jesus? In? Is your yes on the table then? You said yes to eternal life and thank God for that. Thank God for you. If you haven't, you know, you can do that right now. That's all you got to do is say 
Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Come into my heart. And I got our receivers, my savior. It's that simple. But after you get saved, you said yes to that. We say yes to that. But now I have to live life, which is coming at me every different angle, different things I got to deal with on a day to day basis. I got to do life. And do you do you or will you say yes to God when things are not going your way, when things are not going perfect, when there's not the perfect environment? So if, if I place my yes on the table before him, what will he ask for me? There was another song years back. The, the group was called Chicago Glory. And one of the things they said is they asked was, if God told you what he what, you, what he really needs from you, would you say yes? So we, the question is, if, if if I put my yes on the table, what is God going to ask for me? What is he going to ask me to do? Will, will I have the requirements for the journey? This is one of the things um, we, we kind of um, struggle with because God calls us to do things. He's called you. He's called me. And when he calls us, sometimes we feel like we're not equipped to do the job. Do I have the ability to do this? Do Am I have the, the talent and the ability to fulfill what God called me to do? So will I have the requirement? And, and if, I, if I'm placing my yes on the table before him, takes me to a completely different destination than I have planned. So here's another question. So that's, that's another question. What if placing my yes on the table before him takes me to a completely different destination than I have planned? See, I don't know about you, but I have my own plans. I have my own plans. We all got our own plans. There's nothing wrong with that. But what if God has different plans than what you have? What if, you know, instead of you going to college be a doctor, what if he called you to be a missionary over in a foreign country? What if, you know, instead of you playing professional football, what if he's called you to be a local pastor or a local teacher or a teacher in school? What if, that's the plan he has for your life. Because a lot of times we do things based on monetary um, gain. How much money am I going to make? What is the, how much prestige am I going to get? Power, prestige, those things. We, we pick positions based on that. But what if God has a plan for your life. I know there's one um worship singer. He he was playing baseball and making millions of dollars and then God called him to be a worship leader. Man, most of us not going to walk away from a million dollars. I remember I had a childhood friend who was who was who could sing, had an awesome voice and I remember him telling me that he had, he had a group and he was about to sign a, 
record deal with a label. He said, then God called me to the ministry. So saying yes to God may take you into a completed destination in which you plan to go. Okay. And so when you say yes to him, you got to understand it's not about what you want. It is what he wants. Once again, it's not nothing wrong with giving God your plan, but you got to allow him to change it if he desires. That may not be what he wants you to do. That may not be the place he wants you to go. Okay. You have to, when you put your yes on the table, you're saying, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, whatever you say, I'm going to say yes to it. So let's, let's look at the book of, of Joshua chapter one. I'm going to read, just kind of give you a little background. Moses had died and Joshua had, had put in place, was put in place as the leader of the people. I imagine, I can imagine Joshua was nervous about his yes steps. Now, mind you, he, he's about to take over, you know, Moses was a great leader. Had been leaving for years, but Moses had died, and God says, Joshua, now it's your time. Okay, it's your time to lead. And I can imagine he's 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 nervous because he's but Moses was a great leader. He said, What can I do with Moses do? Can I lead these people? And, and you gotta remember, Israel was a million people. I mean, over a million people he had to lead. And so he's he's nervous and and, and, and they're on, there they were on the edge of the promised land again. So they're about to go into the promised land. And so I, I believe God knew Joshua was afraid. He was afraid. So so he, he, he tells him several times, uh, be strong and courageous. Notice that God is, he knows that he's nervous. He knows that he's afraid. But God says, be strong and courageous. He tells them. It's in Joshua 9. He tells them in Joshua 9, he said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay. So I'm going to kind of go in and read the whole like one through nine just to kind of, and it says here, reading from the New Living Translation, it says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. So he was Moses' assistant. So it's one thing to be an assistant. It's another thing to take the lead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River and to the land I will give them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you, you set foot, you will be on land you will be on the land i have given you for negev wilderness in the south to the lebanon's mountains in the north from the euphrates river in the eastern the Mediterranean sea in the west including all the land the hittites no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live listen to the promise here it goes and says, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. 
So he tells himself, so be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to your ancestors and I will and I will give them the, the answer I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Turn neither to the right nor the left. I love that. He says, hey, so in saying yes to God, you have to obey the instructions that were given to you. You can't deviate from the plan. Okay. You can't say yes to God, then want to do it your way. Come up with your plan. He says, no, don't go. Do not deviate. He's telling Joshua, do not deviate from them. Turn to the left and the right. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Eight says, study this book of instructions continually. So you got to get in the word. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So he tells you, hey, get into the word. You're going to prosper if you meditate on the word and stay in the word. You will be successful in you do this is, a, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Notice he keeps saying that. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He kept telling them, be strong and courageous. I'm with you. Be strong and courageous. I'm with you. This is what God is saying to us when you say yes to him. Know that when you say yes to him, I know you're afraid. I know you may get discouraging. But he says, be strong and great. I'm with you. Stand firm. I'm with you. And I love that. I love the fact that he said, I am with you. Okay. I'm not going to leave you. So, and even in Joshua um, 1, 10, 11, we find Joshua telling the people the next steps. So Joshua said, yeah. So scared or not, Joshua put his yes before God. Scared or not, God put his yes before God. So whether you're scared or not, you still still say yes. Because know that he's with you. I know you're afraid. I know it's going to be, be very fearful when you don't know where God is taking you. Just like he told Abraham to leave his country and I'll show you where to go. It, it can be, you know, very fearful. You're nervous. But that's where you have to trust God with your yes. Know that, hey, God has your best. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. So, so scared or not, Joshua gave God yes. So in Joshua 1, chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, we find Joshua telling the people the next step. So Joshua said yes. He's telling people the next step. He told them, get ready. Because in three days, they would cross the Jordan River and began to take the land God was giving them. So he's, he gave, he's, he said, yes, even though he was afraid, even though he didn't, you know, may have had some insecurities, but he took God at his word and says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do what God tell me to do. I'm going to do that. And that's what we have to do. That's what you have to do. You have to go ahead and do what God tells you to do, regardless of fear. Because fear 
being courageous is not the absence of fear. Being courageous is even in the midst of you being afraid and scared, you do what God told you to do. Why? Because you put your trust in him and not in your own ability. That's what we have to get to the place. Remember the scripture, uh, Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. It says, but in all that way, acknowledge him, he will direct your path. So this is what we have to do. So the question I want to ask tonight is what is your promised land? See, each one of us have a promised land. What am I saying? The promised land is where has God called? What has God called you? What is your destination? What is your destiny? What is it? And it's different for each one of us because God has a specific plan for each one of our lives. So big and even little moments, we stand at the crossroads of decisions. Okay. We wonder what will what will lead us to the promised land. Because we all want, and I believe you want to, to be in the place where God called us to be. For those who really want to surrender all to God, when you say surrender, you want to be in the place where God called you to be. Go where God tell you to go. Do what he tell you to do. Okay. And so we wonder what will lead us to this promised land. Now, so what is promised land living? Okay, we talk, we talk about promised land living. Promised land living is a life of following Jesus. That's what promised land is. It is a life of following him, following Jesus. It is obedience to him. This is what promised land is. If you want to get to your promised land, everybody, God promises the promised land. Okay, it's like he promised Israel. So it is a life of following him. It's a life of being obedient to him. It is following the path marked out by Jesus. So you got to understand God has a specific plan marked out for you. I'm speaking to you right now. I know that's kind of, I feel like that's resonating with somebody. Because somebody need to hear that. God has a specific plan marked out for your life. Now you have to choose whether you're going to follow it or not. This is where we're talking about I surrender all. This is what the, what the thing is your yes on the table. Because when you put your yes on the table, you're saying, okay, God, I'm saying yes to whatever you tell me to do, whatever you tell me to do, whatever you send me. So it is a, it is a, a promise, promised land living is following the path marked out by Jesus for your life. Now, you can do your own thing and God will still love you. Let me say that. Because you may be wondering, well, what if I don't want, what if I want to do my own thing? Well, he's still loving. Okay. But notice in the promised land, Israel, there was, it said there was a land of milk and honey. Everything was provided for them. They had provision. They had everything they need. And in, in your promised land, where God is leading you, is everything you need for your assignment. Okay. And it's not about Becoming filthy rich is about fulfilling the call of God on your life. So whether you're filthy rich or not, well, God will give you the provision you need to make sure that you're taken care of and you and he give you provision to take care of the assignment he called you to do. 
But once again, we so my question to you tonight, I want to ask, are you doing your own thing? Or are you saying yes to God? Have you put your yes on the table and says, Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. Say what you want me to say. I want to read this scripture. Um, Psalms. 16 and verse 11 listen to this it says you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pledges forevermore so he says you make known to me the path of life god will make known to you then this is good i love this because he says i will make known you the path of life god's not going to leave you in the dark but you have to say yes to him first. Your yes has to come first. Then God will begin to order your steps. He said, he, you will make known to me, this is the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, a pleasure. And notice he said, in, and I love this. He said, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. He didn't say that in this life, the things of this world, let me say the things of the world are fullness of joy. No, being, he says, be in his presence, because when you say yes to him, then you that's when you're going to be in his presence. I don't know about you. I want his presence. If anything I want, I want God's presence. It doesn't matter to me whether I have a lot of material things. Because joy does not come from having a lot of material things, having a lot of money. And we see in this world now, if you look at Hollywood and different things, people got a lot of money. But there are people who committed suicide. There are people who, who are miserable, who are depressed, who are, I mean, just not happy. So we see by the world, see the world thinks if you could accumulate a lot of things, you're going to be happy. You have joy. But here it says here, it says... He will make known to me the path of light, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. It says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I want to read this from another uh, translation, a New Living Translation. Let me go to that, and I want to read it from there. He says here in the New Living Translate, verse 11 says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pledges of living with you forever. See, there's pledges that come from living with Jesus forever. Pledges come. See, you got to be, be in love with just being in a relationship with Jesus. When you say yes to him, you get his presence. Now, when you don't say yes, then it doesn't mean that God completely leave you. But once again, the, the presence, the joy is not there. See, you, I feel like somebody, you're doing stuff, but you have no joy. You have no peace. Okay. Why? Because you're doing your own thing. You're not doing what God called you to do. Okay. But once you make a decision and say yes, once you put your yes on the table and says, okay, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Then you experience that joy. 
It says the peace that surpasses all understanding, the joy that's unspeakable. That's what joy comes from in doing what God called you to do. The joy comes from saying yes to him, not in a bunch of stuff. Okay, so this is what we gotta understand. So, so I don't want just to, to look at the promised land now. I just don't want to look at the promise that God has for me with my eyes. I, I, want, I want to stand in it. I want to dance in it, okay? Bring God glory as I walk in it. See, you just don't want to look at it. Moses got to see it. But he never stepped into it. And it's wonderful to know that God has a, a, a promised land. You just don't want to see your eyes. You want to walk in it. You want to fulfill your assignment. You want to fulfill your destiny in God. Complete your assignment. Be in that place of promise that God called you to be. That's what you want to do. So here's the question. What if my yes is what's keeping me on the journey toward the promised land he has for me? What if your yes is what keeps you on the journey towards the, the promised land he has for you? Okay. So your yes will keep you on that journey to the, to the promise that God has for you. That's what your yes does. Your yes keeps you. Let me say it this way. Your yes will keep you focused. Okay. Your yes will keep you focused. Even when things get hard. Your yes will keep you focused. It will keep you on the path that God has called you to do. If you have that desire to want to feel that promise. So let's look at, I want to look at the, the last scripture here. Well, not the last one, but we got one more. But it said, I want to look at Isaiah 43, 1 through 3, okay? Let's look at this. And it says here, Reading from the New Living Translation, it says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, Do not be afraid. Here it is again. We just read with Joshua. He told Joshua not to be afraid. And he's telling here in Isaiah, he's saying, God is saying, Not to be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Man, that's powerful. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place listen to what listen to the language i love the language he says here do not be afraid he said for i've ransomed you he said you are mine he said i've called you by your name you're mine god says i belong to you this is one of the main reasons why we should surrender to him because you belong the moment you said i accept you as my savior you belong to jesus you no longer your own. You no longer really have the right to do what you want to do. 
the moment you said you accept Jesus Christ, you heard the gospel, you believed that he died for your sins, you said yes to Jesus. So you put your yes on the table. Jesus, I ransom you. I call you by your name. He says, you are mine. And this is what God says. He says, you are mine. He shows you ownership here. You belong to me. Now, ownership doesn't mean he's going to make you do it. But knowing that you are Jesus should make you want to do for him. When you think about how much he loved you, how much he gave his life for you, how much. Notice he said he ransomed you. I, I, for I have ransomed you. He paid a price for you. He loved you that much. He gave you eternal life through his shed blood. But I love what he said because I love this part. He said, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Now, notice I love what he said because when you say yes to God, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be smooth. Let me say it again. When you say yes to God, when you put your yes on the table, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be smooth. It doesn't mean that your journey to the promised land is going to be peaches and cream. He says here, when you go through the deep waters, so I mean he's low, understand there's going to be some deep waters. I will be with you. You may feel like he says, when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. It may feel like you're going to drown. Okay. It may feel like you it may feel like you're drowning right now. It may feel like, you know, I'm going under. You may look like, hey, I'm going to lose everything. I was, I've been walking with God, but it seemed like nothing is going my way. It seemed like everything is going back. It feels like you're going to drown, but notice what he said, you will not drown. Take God at this word here. Take God away. You won't drown. Okay. He says, when you, when you walk through the, the fire of oppression, it means that you're going to be oppressed. Okay. You're going to be oppressed. The fire of oppression. Feel like the heat has been turning up in your life right now. Okay. He says, you will not burn. The flames will not consume you. Here's the promise. Listen to the promise. Believe God's word on today. When you're going through oppression, you've been oppressed. You've been pressed by maybe family members or your job or things, whatever you're going through. He says, he gives us a word. You will not burn. You will not be consumed by the flames. Why? He said, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. He said, I paid for you. I ransomed you. I paid an awesome price. Why would God pay an awesome price for you and let you fall? Let you not succeed. So say yes to him. He says, I got you. I got you. I got you back. I got you. you know that, hey, even though you're experiencing all these difficulties and and you, you, you're being oppressed and you being feel like things that the walls are closing in on you. He says you will not drown. You will not burn up. You will not be consumed by what you're going through. I got you. 
So it says, notice the Lord didn't promise them, okay, that they would not pass, not pass through waters, rivers of flame. He didn't promise them that. He didn't promise them that. He didn't say. Okay, I remember a song growing up, it says, nobody told me that the road would be easy. Nobody told the scripture doesn't promise that. It even tells us that, okay, in this life, you will have trouble. He said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He told us that. Okay. He didn't, he didn't promise it that they wouldn't pass through waters, rivers, and flames. He promised them safety in the midst of these things. So God promised us safety. He promised you safety. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna keep you safe. He got you in the midst of what you're going through right now. So say yes to him. Put your yes on the table. Maybe you were your person. You took it off. Yeah, I know I've did that before. I've taken off when, when the life was hitting me hard. As I said before, you know, I, it was easy for me to trust God with eternal life. When I think about eternal life and all that is, I'm going to experience when I meet Jesus. That's so wonderful. And when I think about that, yes, I say, but hey. I have to trust him not only with my eternal life, but with everyday life, knowing that as I go through the flood, as I go through the flames, as I go through the oppression, he is with me. He's going to keep me safe. God's people do still suffer because we live in a fallen world. You're going to suffer because you live in a fallen world. Okay. You, you're not going to be exempt from troubles and problems and, and struggles and things. And you're not exempt from it. We cut why? So it's not because God's trying to teach you something. He's not testing you. He's not putting these things on you to try to prove a point or bring stuff out of you. No, the reason why you're going to experience all these hardships and difficulties and oppression and the flames is because we live in a fallen world. Okay. But the Lord has promised to sustain us through all these things. He will sustain you. Okay, he will sustain you through all the difficult times that you're going to go through. So put your yes on the table. Don't take it off. Keep your yes on the table. Be determined to reach your promised land. Remember, I said promised land living is obeying him. Promised land living says, you know what? That I am going to do what he says for me to do. I'm going to go back and read it again. It is following the path God marked out for you. I want to get it correct. Okay, that's what promise then. It is the marked out plan that God has for your life. He has a promise, a plan for your life marked out specifically for you, just like he has one for me. Okay? And so, I want to read the um, last verse, the Isaiah, same chapter, 43, verses 18 and 19. Listen to what this says. It says, you know, I'm reading from the New Living. It says, but forget all that. It says, nothing compared to what I'm going to, do, going to do. For I'm about to do a new, something new. Okay, see, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers 
in the dry wasteland. So notice he said, hey, it may be difficult. He says, hey, ain't nothing. You ain't seen nothing what God going to do for you, you or me. Okay, he said, I'm going to do a new thing. He's going to do a new thing for you and for me. He's going to do a new thing in your life. He said he's already begun. I know you said, I don't see it, but he's already begun to work. He's going to do it. It says here, I love what it says. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Now, you know, a wilderness ain't nothing in the wilderness. Nothing growing. Okay, we're going to see nothing. There's nothing prosperous or looks prosperous in the wilderness. But he says, I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. Nobody wants to go through the wilderness. But he said, I'm going to make a pathway through it. He said, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland because if you've been through a wilderness there's no rivers no water dry parch very dry but he said i'm gonna create reno he said he's gonna create rivers what is he saying for you he says i'm gonna create where he's gonna send you to places where people have never been or he's gonna send you into a arena where you know what other people haven't been successful but you're gonna be successful other people quit, but you know what? You're going to be successful. God says he's going to make provisions for you in dry places. They're going to be, I want you to warn you. People are going to tell you, don't do that. Don't go there. People are going to question you. Why are you going there? That's, nobody never did that. Or why don't you do it this way? Because this seems more better. Because maybe 50 people have done it that way, but God is telling you to do it differently. He has specific plan for that. See, God wants to get the glory out of it. When you say yes, guess what? He gets the glory. When you say yes to him, he gets the glory. That's what God, God wants the glory out of your life. Why? Because when he gets the glory, that's when people are drawn to him and through your life and my life, people get saved. People come to know Jesus when they're looking at you. Why? Because all because you said yes to what God called you to do. So that's my message tonight. The question is, is your yes on the table? Have you put your yes on the table or have you taken it off? But I encourage you tonight to put it back on. Say yes to him. Okay, say yes to what God called you to do. Because that's part of surrendering your life to him. When you say, I surrender all. When you say, I surrender all, you're saying yes to him. To everything he asks you to do. Let me pray for you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for every ear that's listening right now. God, I speak blessings over their lives and i thank you god that you are touching somebody's life right now you are restoring peace right now joy in their life right now god i pray for the people who receive this message that god they have said yes to you and when in there saying yes god that you're going to work miracles and perform miraculous things and then like all because they said yes to you God, I see you working in their lives right now in the name of Jesus. And God, when they experience trouble and trial and things, 
God, may they meditate on your word where it says, hey, when you go through the waters, I'm going to be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, I'm going to be with you. You won't drown. You will not be burned by the fire. Why, God? Because you're with us. You're right there with us. So, God, thank you that we don't have to be afraid. That They don't have to be afraid because God remind them through your word that you are with them. And we thank you for working their life right now. We thank you for doing a new thing in their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening. We're going to come again next week, continue on this uh, journey talking about ISIS and the own. I'll come back again next week with another message. Pray that have been a blessing to you. And we'll see you again on next week. Once again, thank you and bye-bye.